The weekend's over. Uh-oh. Sounds like somebody's got a case of the Mondays. Monday Motivators. Woo-hoo! Helping you start the week with your best foot forward. It's a my breakfast with Asha and Non. Now, this morning, we have Karen Wong on the show, and she brings home the message of early detection and early intervention along with how she's chosen to deal with her diagnosis on this morning's edition of Monday Motivators. Karen, it's a bit strange to ask this question, but you were diagnosed with cancer very recently, and yet you're sitting here talking to us. So can you just paint us a little bit of a picture about what's going on? So a month ago, I found out I have cancer. Mm-hmm. Um, I think a month before that, essentially, uh, I found a lump in my right breast. And when I went to get it checked out through a series of procedures, it was a biopsy that I received on 15th August that confirmed the news that I had cancer. I think with Breast Cancer Awareness Month coming up, it felt kind of timely to also share the idea that you can be 35 in my case Mm. and have breast cancer. Um, And it's true what they say, early detection saves lives. Um, I'm currently at stage 2 which uh, has a pretty good prognosis. Mm -hmm. And I kind of um, started sharing with my friends, essentially. I think it was last week that I put up an Instagram post. It was um, essentially just to kind of announce to the world that I have cancer. But, But the real goal of that, I think, was just a reminder to everyone to kind of go get your health checked. The past two years... We've all been staying far away from hospitals or from any healthcare services. So it's a good time to go get checked, number one. And number two, regardless of whatever age you are, um, and maybe more so, especially if you're in your 30s and 40s and 50s, you want to get your insurance sorted out. Mm. Malaysia has a great healthcare system, don't get me wrong, but it's always nice to have options. Mm -hmm. And it's because of the insurance coverage that I was able to explore three different types of doctors and three different types of hospitals and healthcare providers and it is just really nice <laughs> to have those options rather than be limited to one. Mm. So were you quite diligent with uh, the self-examination? This was, as you say, this was a self-discovery, right? So That's I'm right. assuming that you are quite well-versed in the idea of self-examination. Uh, not even. I, I, was, oh. I was in the shower. Okay. Um, you know, when I was trying to make sure I was washing well. Yeah. <laughs> and then I went, hey, this is, this is different. Okay. Um, and so I observed for a month because I kind of thought it might have been related to like ovulation cycles. Yeah. That happens. Yeah. Mm. Um, it didn't go away. In fact, it felt like it got a little bit bigger. Okay. And um, then I decided to get the professionals involved and I went for a full body checkup because it was also long overdue on my part. Okay. Yeah. So we, we, have a, we have a question here that we've been told we have to ask. Um, and it seems a little leading to us, but I, I suspect there is an end point to this, right? So it seems that a lot of people tend to change their lifestyles after finding out that they, they've been diagnosed. And it says here, were there any differences that you took suggesting that you haven't made like vast changes to your lifestyle? Um, I have want to say I've had a pretty healthy lifestyle. I don't smoke, I don't drink. So on those on those parts, you know, I didn't have to change anything. I work out. Um, and more importantly, also before cancer, um, thanks to an existential crisis from COVID, I decided to kind of switch gears and switch careers. So for context, I've been in marketing or content, content marketing for pretty much the past 10 years. Mm-hmm. Um, and I wanted to kind of try something different. So around 2020 um yeah i decided to quit my job and go back to school to actually do a bachelor's of education with the hopes of becoming a teacher wow. down the line 
So those changes were all made before I found out I had cancer. Mm-hmm. And in fact, when I had when I received the diagnosis, I had a moment where I froze and kind of figured, oh no, what's going to happen next? Um, is a huge thing. I had budgeted for so many things when you know you decide to make a huge career change like this, yeah. but not cancer. So there was a moment where I was like, okay, should I just you know after all this is done, should I just go back to what I know already, be comfortable with you know? I think when I when you make a career change like that as well, there are maybe sort of some comfort factors. You you kind of. We are ready to give up. But with cancer, I had all these questions like, is my premium going to go up? Am I not going to be able to qualify for critical illness? What is critical illness? Do I need it? <laughs> um, all these different things that I didn't really know about as well. But after the anxiety kind of passed and I calmed down a little bit more, I realized that, no, actually, people make grand life choices when death comes knocking at a door. Mm. I'm not saying that I'm going to die. Yeah. But, I mean, we all are someday. But mm-hmm. I had made that sort of decision before and so I think I felt more than ever that this is what I want to do. Hence, that's why I, I, don't, I didn't really make much of a lifestyle change because I stayed through the course mm. that I kind of decided before right. I got cancer. Um, I'm, I'm curious to know what family and close friends had to say, their reaction to A, you getting this news, mm. A, you being young, and then... I'm not changing anything. I'm continuing what I'm doing. Chemotherapy is just an appointment I've got to go to. You know, I mean, that's the impression I'm getting off you, that it's by the by, like you would go to the dentist or, I don't know, get your ingrown toenails checked out. I think, I I don't know whether it's the privilege and the luxury of, you know, only having gone through one chemo session so far, which is really, I'm just at the start of a multi-year, possibly, cancer treatment. And maybe it's just because I've gone for my first one, which thankfully went pretty well. I haven't had any bad side effects. Although I will say now I'm on week two after the first one and the hair have started, you know, falling a little bit. Um, But otherwise, I think it was, maybe that's my approach to life as well. I kind of understand that this is going to be an event. Um, Doesn't change the fact that I've had a good life and I will continue to have a good life because that's the thing, we go... You don't wait for your life to be perfect to get it started. Mm. So that's, I think, kind of how I've lived through it. Okay. And with telling my family, though, I was very worried because I think um, I kind of play the role of, you know, being the the middle person. I'm the middle child of the family, and I have that role of being sort of the the calm one, the person who regulates everyone, everyone's feelings. Right. Um, so in the adult in the family. <laughs> I, I mean, maybe sort of the the middle person of them all. Yeah. So I knew that I didn't want them to be nervous. And it's something that I'm still trying to figure out, to be honest, how much to tell them. Right. Wait, 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 wait. You haven't told them oh, yet? Because no, no. <laughs> oh, no, no, I'm no. like, this is going out on, on radio. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. Sorry. I, I did tell them. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was pretty matter of fact. I mean, I think my mom, my sister, and my dad, they knew um, I had found a lump. They knew I had gone for the biopsy. So when I received the news as well, I did tell them, oh, you guys, it's, it's cancerous. But I didn't actually have that chat with them like how are you feeling until Mm. maybe about a week after because a lot of people were asking me as well um how am i feeling how are my parents feeling it can't be an easy news to take yeah um and so i was also a little bit worried about them and when i had that heart to heart with my parents at least and my dad kind of going you know it's not it's not great but the minute you told me i went to do the google homework and you know you your prognosis is really quite good so my dad's worry was that i would drag my feet with starting cancer treatment because 
I'm a, uh, yeah, I'm a procrastinator okay. like that. Yeah. <laughs> okay. um, yeah. Have you found that you've had to switch gears in like any aspect of your life? Uh, have you been given more of a, a sense of urgency about anything? I think I've been starting to let people help a little mm. bit more. Mm. So I'm not by any means a control freak, but if I can do something, I'll do it, you know. Um, and I kind of figured, okay, I can... Simple things like I can grab myself to the first chemo session and I'll just grab back. I'm not going to drive. I'm not that I'm not that big of a superhero. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I'm quite pragmatic like that. But then I've had friends, a lot of them, I and mean, I'm so grateful for them as well to kind of go, wait, we could drop you. And I'm like, you don't even live near me. It's a mm. hassle, whatnot. But um, I realized that it's also helping, allowing people to be part of the process might be, I mean, number one, it helps me. But number two, maybe it helps them with, their process of understanding and adjusting as well. Um, so yeah, trying to allow people in yeah. perhaps is the biggest change I've had to make. So if I was on the outside looking in with your close pool of friends, would they say that you have fundamentally changed or they go, no, Karen's just kind of Karen being Karen. Would, would you think that that would be the, the impression? I think it's it's the Karen being Karen bit, right. unfortunately. Yeah. Um, I did have, I had one lunch with one friend who did say, um, who, who also did ask me the same question, you know, uh, you know, you don't have to be so strong for everyone. So I, when I was telling her everything, I think she rightfully pointed out and okay, so that much I got. But otherwise, I still have a pretty, um, I, I can laugh at everything. So even with breaking the news to people, I didn't, it got very tedious and kind of boring. I mean, no offense <laughs> to say like, oh, I have cancer, you guys. Right. Um, so I decided to experiment a little bit and break it to different people, different ways as well. For you, what's been the most surprising thing throughout this whole process from the diagnosis to your friends helping, like all of it for you? I think I knew I had good friends, but I think with the wealth of support and care that has been given um, I think even that surprised me. So it's really nice to know um, that people care. So there's one. I think the other part as well is I am not by nature a very anxious person. I'm pretty calm. I, like you said, take things in stride. Um, but that really got put to the test when I decided to first Google about the type of cancer I have, what it means, all the side effects. Um, and there are plenty. So much information on YouTube and Google. Um and that can be very paralyzing, which is also why I think for me, it, it then helped me just be more present than ever, perhaps. Yes, the cancer may relapse. Yes, things may go very terribly. I also have eczema. I don't think it might, I mean, some doctors were like, it might, when you do radiotherapy, there might be a very bad reaction because your skin may not be able to recover. There are so many ifs and whats and buts, but just being very, very present, focusing now on the next chemo session that I have, on the third one, on the fourth one. We'll take each day as it comes, I guess. And I know it's a privilege to be able to say that as well. Um, but I am very grateful for it all. And I think I remain very grateful. You've only done one treatment so far, but it sounds to me like you're c continuing how you were before. And that seems to be a way that is um, ready to tackle whatever comes your way through tears, through anger, through whatever. It's, it's almost like you're allowing yourself on that journey. What would be your advice to um, a young woman who's going through something similar? Everyone I spoke to so far, with the, when I've been reminding them to kind of do health checks, there's always anxiety when it comes to medical checks. Either you have something or you don't want to know or you have somebody somewhere, some figment of imagination might be... Um, 
and all I can say is that that reality speak for itself because I think the the fears and the sounds in our head is always going to be very loud and if you can try very hard to just take it one time so for example if you need to do your medical checks go ahead um, focus on that first and then wait for the results before worrying about everything else because you may or may not even have an issue um, to figure out so for all those hopefully who may be going to going through breast cancer i'm sure i can learn a lot from them as well i'm only going well, i've only done one so far um, but i think i've been googling around as well uh, what i took from them which i hope to share with those to come as well is try try not to be afraid and if you're afraid just go ahead and do it anyways like do it through fear rather than wait until you're not afraid on on that subject do you have anyone in your circle who is far more anxious than you are and and have you had to cope with that how, how do you cope with that there's been a few um i think my my sister uh, my friends priya included I think I try, this is the part where I've been trying to be more inclusive and open in sharing my struggles because my go-to would be to, you know, protect the information. If I don't tell you much, you don't have to worry about anything. And I realize that's backfiring because mm. absolute silence just, hmm. yeah, you know, creates a little bit more anxiety. Yeah. Um, and I think people want to keep in the loop, even if that ends up sparking um, obsessiveness, obsessiveness on your end or anxiety on your end um, I think in the same way that um, I hope that people will learn from me I think I also have to trust them that with this information that they have and with my communication telling them maybe what I need and what I don't need as well that they'll be able to respond correspondingly mm. um, so that's that's one way I guess of trying to deal <laughs> I'd never thought of it that way, um, controlling the, the narrative mm. in a way that's most positive and beneficial for you, but also for the people you're, you're sharing the information with. Thank you so much, Karen. Um, so many insights, and it's been so lovely to hear how you're working through everything. Definitely, definitely a Monday motivator for us. You can listen to this session again on the Light Breakfast podcast. That's on the Shock app.